Hillsboro is Oregon's fifth largest city. It's not a small place. But as Mayor Steve Calloway will tell you, downtown Hillsboro is special. You know, you can walk through another part of any city, right? Not just Hillsboro, but any city. And, you know, and, and there can be things that look a lot alike, you know? But you walk down this main street, and it doesn't look like anybody else's main street. It's ours. Now that downtown is hurting. A shocking four-alarm fire the first Sunday of the year destroyed eight businesses and displaced 20 more. I'm Andrew Thien, and this is Beat Check with You Oregonian. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source Health Plans, for supporting the show. Up next, my colleague Samantha Swindler talks about the devastating fire in downtown Hillsboro. We talked about the fire, the businesses affected, and how it revealed the close-knit community that was already there. A programming note. We recorded this interview last week, before Hillsboro police arrested a 34-year-old man and charged him with arson and burglary in connection with the fire. Here's our conversation. Sam Swindler, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. Sam, a lot of people may kind of sleepwalk into the start of a new year or hope to ease their way in, but I don't know if that's even possible in pandemic life, but for the city of Hillsboro and particularly business owners in downtown, they weren't afforded that luxury. What happened right after the first of the year here uh, out in Washington County? There were two big fires in downtown Hillsboro. On January 1st, there were 17 people displaced from an apartment fire. And then the following day on January 2nd, there was a huge, massive fire of a historic building downtown that displaced, well, destroyed eight businesses and has affected more than 20 businesses to varying degrees uh, downtown on Main Street. Yeah, my first job with the Oregonian was out in Hillsboro. So I know downtown Hillsboro a little bit and spent a couple years out there. And you were also out in Washington County as well for several years. Could you paint a picture for people who haven't been there? I mean, absent the fire, what's downtown Hillsboro like? Oh, I think it's like a lot of community Main Streets. You've got a lot of old, longstanding businesses there. Um, this fire was in the Wheel Arcade building, which was originally an apartment store and today has multiple offices and businesses in it. These are old buildings. It's a one-way street, right? And so there's businesses on both sides. There's big awnings, right? And it's all, you know, what 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 do they say? Mom and pop stores, right? Predominantly. There's a Starbucks in the city center down at the end of the street, but the main drag is all local stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what's special about a lot of small town main streets is a concentration of generally locally owned and operated businesses and stores. And so I think everybody kind of looks out for one another. Um, there's uh, collaboration, they all coordinate together. And so when something like this fire happens, everybody rallies together in a way that I don't know that you would see if it was a bunch of chain stores. Mm -hmm. um, well, you talked to several people out there, including um, some of the business owners who are affected. So let's hear from uh, one of them first. This is Lucia Wen. We're looking at some of them. Some of them, you know, unfortunately are pretty much gone. Um, and then some of them we're hoping, you know, we can maybe take them to dry cleaner and see if they are salvageable at all. Um, but yeah, it was a complete loss, unfortunately. Um, and I still do see some like lingering and hanging on there, um, like a mannequin on the floor. Just I saw like a head. Yeah. And there's like an arm hanging yeah. out in the sidewalk. Yeah. 
it's sad, yeah, to see that because it's like, yeah, there it's not. Thankfully, you know, it wasn't anybody, you know, real, real. <laughs> but in a sense, it's almost like symbolical of like, wow, like each dress was somebody's, you know, special moment. So as Lucia said there at the end, I didn't tee that clip up very well. It's a it's a dress store. Um, could you tell a little bit more about Lucia and her business? Because I mean, this is something that she started pretty recently, right? Yeah, this was really sad. Um, one of the storefronts that was based in this building that burned down is the Lucia Isabel collection dress shop. And it's all formal gowns, big, poofy, beautiful princess type gowns. And if you look at her Instagram, you can see how just truly stunning and gorgeous everything was in there. To look at what is left is really depressing. It's just all these half burnt mannequins and mangled arms. And you can still see sort of the, you know, soot covered sequin dresses Mm -hmm. hanging out the window. It's really kind of sad. She had just opened up that business in August. And wow. uh, was only open a couple of months before it just all burned down. Did you get a chance to talk to her at all about why she wanted to start this business uh, in, in downtown Hillsboro? I think it's kind of part of a family legacy for her. Her mom started as a clothing vendor at the M&M market in Hillsboro. Okay. And her brother also has a dress shop. And so her and her husband had saved for three years, she told me. She's only 24 years right, old, by right, the way. right. They both worked two jobs. They saved money so that they could open up this business without any debt. And she was going to focus more on formal wear. So yeah, this was, this was a dream of hers. And she was only there a couple of months, sadly. The story really is kind of remarkable because it's more than just, um, you know, her dream. The top elected official in Hillsboro, um, has a connection to Lucia. And we heard from Steve Calloway in the intro. We're going to listen to him now and talk about why this fire hit so hard. You know, we all have parts of downtown that are so special to us. So we each feel this very emotionally. And, um, and then when you have personal relationships as, EJ and I do with so many of the business owners, but then, you know, you have someone who, who you knew when she's a little girl and her dream has come true and she's worked so hard for it. I mean, it, it hurts even more. I know Steve Calloway from my days covering the city, but how, how does he know uh, Lucia? Can you talk about their relationship? He was her elementary school principal. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? It's so sweet. Um, <laughs> he was out there. Um, people told me that he, you know, he was out there the day of the fire. He heard about it early Sunday morning and was out there like at five 30, just to be downtown, not, you know, in the way. And then the firefighters were able to, this is so sad, drag some of the dresses and things out of the burning building. And so the mayor was there with the group of other people trying to help sort of bag the dresses to see if they could be salvaged at all. Cause it was raining, it was freezing. They were fighting this fire. Everything was icing over. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I don't know that they'll be able to really use those dresses. Um, although I heard there was some talk about trying to maybe do some kind of an art project or something with them, which would be interesting. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of personal connections, I think, in Old Hillsboro. Yeah, and I know that you obviously throughout your career you've 
and you talk about this still, I mean, you have a special place in your heart for small towns. And again, we've kind of set the stage that Hillsborough is not a small town. It's the fifth largest city in the state of Oregon. But um, to get to downtown Hillsborough, you kind of have to go out of your way. Um, it's not easily accessible from US 26, right? It's kind of a, its own separate little place. And I think that kind of adds to the the feeling of community. Yeah, Hillsborough is, is definitely not a small town anymore, but it used to be a small town. And when it was a small town, this was the town. So old Hillsborough, Main Street Hillsborough, these downtown businesses, some of which have been there uh, since 1873, the Hillsborough Pharmacy. Um, this is sort of that, I mean, it's very cliche at this point to say a community downtown yeah. is its heart and soul. But, you know, it's it's true, of course, especially in smaller communities where the Main Street is the you know, de facto gathering space. Yeah. Uh, every paper I've worked at, I guess, besides the Oregonian, uh, has had a little storefront in the heart of downtown and people walk in with the news and you run into sources on the street. And when I was in Hillsboro that day reporting, I kind of just stood on the corner. Um, I met the mayor at second and main mm -hmm. and I kind of walked around that block and we, I ran into everybody I needed to talk to. Uh, the fire chief kind of wandered by, um, EJ Payne, who I think Steve mentions in that clip, right. she's the executive director of the Hillsborough Downtown Partnership. She came by when I was sort of milling about this older dude and his wife came by and were just sort of looking at the fire. And he told me his dad had owned the pharmacy in the 70s mm. and was the one who sold it to Doug Johnson, who owned it forever and ever. Yeah, that, the Hillsborough Pharmacy, we're going to hear from um, one of the longtime workers here in a second. But I want to go to one more clip from Lucia because it kind of points to um, the impact here. We have two mannequins starting. <laughs> so that's amazing. I mean, from nothing to at least having two that I could put, you know, a beautiful dress on. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And yeah, I, I see the power of community. I see the power of us coming together. Um, and I believe that's the way, you know, life should be. And that's the way, you know, we can impact and change people's lives. So she's talking there about her temporary location. And there's really an outpouring of support, both, you know, people on the street, but also financially, right, for her business and others after the fire. Yeah, the Hillsborough Downtown Partnership basically gave her use of their storefront space. So it's just around the corner from where the shop burned down. And she borrowed two dresses from her brother's shop just so she could have something in the window. It was kind of interesting to see this very beautiful, formal princess gown in a completely vacant like office space with just cheap office carpet below it. <laughs> we'll share links to some of your photos. Um, it is kind of a bizarre scene, right? But, uh, you know, people were really doing everything that they could to to help this young um, business owner prop herself up here uh, until until she's able to get back in. Yeah, there. her family put together a GoFundMe. So people have been donating to that, which is helpful because um, right now her priority is, you know, people order these dresses for their, their big events, weddings and quinceañeras and stuff. And so... She's trying to rush order replacements for anybody who, who lost their dress. Yeah. And that's kind of what you do when you're a small business owner, right? You want to, you want your customers coming back, but you also want to make this special for them because they, you know, they chose your business for a reason. Wedding dresses and quinceanera dresses is not something that you want to mess with. It's very, very, very important to people. 
Okay, let's hear from one other Hillsboro um, resident. Uh, and you talked about the Hillsboro pharmacy earlier. Um, it's more than just a pharmacy. And here we're going to listen to um, one person who has worked at the pharmacy for almost as long as I've been alive. It's Kathy Schmittelkoffer. Oh, you had to spell both those for me. And you're the manager here. Yes. And the day of the fire was my 37th anniversary of working here. I started January 2nd, 1985. Wow. So, well, I mean, it's, it's a gathering place. You know, it's history. We have our coffee guys that come in here. Well, they used to come every morning, Monday through Friday, for years and years. And then COVID, obviously, some of them were in retirement homes and couldn't get out. So changed it. Now they just come Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, um, but there's people that come here literally every day and I don't know, they're going to have to figure out another way to drink coffee and eat downtown or in the morning. Cause it's not going to be here for a while. I can attest to that, uh, Sam, the Hillsborough pharmacy and fountain is kind of like where it's at for a certain segment of, of, um, Oregon's fifth largest city. Yes, it is very old school. It's got black and white checkered floor, you know, the red swivelly stools along the old timey lunch counter. Uh, lots of the old timers congregate there every single morning. And uh, places like that are rare and special these days. And as you reported, and you kind of alluded to earlier, this is a business that's existed since the 1870s in some way, shape or form. And it's about a century in its current spot uh, on Main Street, right? Yes. What kind of damage did uh, the pharmacy and fountain um, suffer? Well, it is directly next to the wheel building that completely burnt down. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, water damage in there and there's smoke damage. um, And a lot of the ceiling tiles sort of fell into the space because the, you know, because of the firefighting efforts. So the structure is fine, but I would say everything inside of it uh, is not usable. You certainly can't, you know, give people smoke damaged and wet medicines. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're going to have to, you know, start from scratch with all that. So yeah, this is not just a place where people get, you know, chocolate milkshakes and, and coffee, or it's a critical, you know, people get their medicine too. It, it, it is a pharmacy. Yes, it's the pharmacy and fountain. And so it's full of gift shop items and gift cards. Um, but it also has a little restaurant that's kind of a greasy spoon sort of a situation. And then, yeah, they, they have vaccine clinics full pharmacy. And um, <laughs> from your photos and from my memories, I can recall this. It's There's a lot of, uh, you know, quirky signs, <laughs> right? Things like that you'll see there. Um, uh, you know, decor, home decor you can buy at the pharmacy as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you talk about the um, um, the pharmacy's owners? Like, who, who are they, right? Because this is, um, you know, in a world that's basically Walgreens and CVS, um, uh, this is not the case for, for this establishment. The, um, yeah, the longtime owner is, uh, Doug Johnson and he was in his seventies and he just recently sold it. So just a couple of months ago, um, he was looking for a buyer who would keep it the way it is and not just take all the patient profiles, you know, and shut it down. Um, and he found a local pharmacist in Portland. Her name is Jasmine Wynn and she bought it less than three months ago was just kind of getting the new computer system and everything set up. And, uh, now they have this, that's going to shut them down for at least a month. 
So we have another when no relation um, who was investing in downtown Hillsboro, you know, during a pandemic. And, um, you know, while we have so much uncertainty, people are still going into business in in this place. Um, I don't know. What's that say to you? Oh, man, you want me to do something deep here? I mean... When I talked to Jasmine, she told me that that history was part of what interested her in this shop. And I think she recognizes how special it is to the community and how she's taking over a legacy business that has only had a handful of owners in its, you know, more than century long standing in Hillsborough. Um, and I, I think she's wants to be a good steward of it and is, and certainly going to be reopening in that spot. Um, they will have a temporary location so that they can serve pharmacy patients, but the fountain will reopen at some point. Can you tell us um, anything else about some of the other um, seven businesses that were in the building that was completely destroyed? I do know that there was uh, there was an attorney's office that I think had you know eight or nine employees. There was a realtor's office there. A jujitsu studio was in the back. Uh, there's also a church that was meeting there. The Wheel Arcade building is actually has three different sections. So there's a whole bunch of businesses on the backside that are mostly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, like a little mini strip mall in the back, and those businesses are mostly okay. But everybody who was located in the original department store building facing Main Street, just totally gone. What do we know about the cause of the fire? I mean, we're talking on a Thursday. Do we know anything at this point? Mm, not much. Um, the fire chief told me that they haven't been able to get in there to really do their fire investigation yet because it's still totally unstable. Like they've still got second, uh, between second and third Mm -hmm. main street still shut down. And the reason is the whole front facade of the building. So the roof collapsed and the inside is just a hot mess, literally hot because they still have firefighters watching it 24 hours a day because it might flare up again. But the front facade of the building is still there, but you can see it cracking and they're afraid it's going to fall onto main street. So they're either waiting for it to collapse or they're going to have to pull it down. Anyway, then they'll be able to get in there and try to start the fire investigation based on surveillance footage from businesses across the street. Mm -hmm. They know that the fire appears to have started somewhere in the front of the building, but that's about all they know. So this is going to be a pretty long-term process. It sounds like in terms of rehabbing this building and getting people like Lucia back in there. Oh yeah. I mean, they're going to have to just raise the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, what, what is, what did you glean from your, you know, brief reporting trip out there, Sam, in terms of like, how is downtown Hillsborough done during the pandemic? You know, we're almost two years in now, but I mean, this is a place that, you know, the, City Hall, the Civic Center is right there. Um, you know, there's the uh, county building is close by. And it's been a place that, you know, people go out to eat at Amelia's or what have you before the pandemic. I mean, has it have businesses been doing okay? Um, obviously, Lucia was feeling good enough to open up. But how, how are things um, looking down there? I mean, I think it looked pretty good. It's funny you mentioned Amelia's because when I was down there, I was like, ooh, I'm going to go to Amelia's <laughs> for lunch. And I went by there and it was absolutely packed. I mean, you know, COVID packed. So like every other table, but still packed enough for me to be like, oh, I guess 
I don't have time to just run in and get something. Amelia's is still there and still amazing. Uh, a lot of the same businesses that were there when we were working out of the Argus are still there. So, um, and there was a ton of people, not a ton. Let me say this. There was definitely a steady crowd of people downtown wandering around, going into businesses. Some of them just curious to see what had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's a strong sense of community in downtown Hillsborough. And I saw some signs in some of the windows that said, you know, like hashtag Hillsborough strong. And those were signs from the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and they're still up. And I guess that's still the message still applies. Yeah. And for people who haven't been down there, you know, in the summer months, June, July, August, uh, the Tuesday marketplace, uh, Tuesday night market is, you know, a great time if anyone's looking for uh, something in the metro area, maybe a little change. Highly, highly recommend. Downtown Hillsborough is super cute. Well, we hope that uh, those businesses like Lucia and others are able to get back on their feet. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break and come back and talk a bit more with Sam Swindler, who is a reporter, videographer, editor extraordinaire for the Oregonian and Oregon Life. Okay, Sam, I'm hoping you can talk a bit before we let you go about a project you've been heavily involved in. Uh, it's a new website we launched. Here is Oregon.com. Can you talk about what this is about a little bit for people who might not be aware? Here is Oregon is a sister and companion site to Oregon Live. And it's where we have stories that sort of feature the people and places and things that make Oregon special. Um, it's where you might find frankly, more of the happier news. So it's a lot of feature stories, travel news, um, interesting features on people doing cool things, stories that will remind you that it is okay to remember that there is joy in the world. That is a a great point right there. And can you give an example or two about what kind of stories people might find that you've done? Or um, if you can, anything you might be working on? It's funny because, you know, when you write a story and then it just completely leaves your mind after that? Yes. People ask me, like, what are you working on? I have no idea what I'm working on. A lot of what we do in Here's Oregon is not necessarily in the Portland area. So I, right before the holidays, I went out to Corbett to talk about the Corbett Fire Department Christmas chicken. (laughs) Amazing stuff there. They couldn't find a Santa suit, so they got a giant chicken suit. And now the chicken delivers presents to kids in town. That's amazing. Beautiful story. I visited Oregon's oldest bookstore in the Dells. So that one will be coming soon. I got to spend some time in Gresham, downtown Gresham, another very cute, amazing downtown, where they have a bronze statue of their beloved delivery man, Mr. Gresham. Stories like that. That's great. So if you're into chickens or books or, you know, funky statues, more of that to come on here's Oregon.com. <laughs> um, well, just thanks so much for all of your reporting. Um across across the metro area and around the state for us and all the different mediums and thanks for coming on the show to talk about downtown hillsborough and and other stuff i appreciate it thank you for having me you say that twice say the beginning and the end that's right thanks for listening to beat check with the oregonian i shared a link to sam's story and video from downtown hillsborough in the episode notes 
If you like this show, give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. And tell a friend. Help spread the word. I also dropped a link to hereisoregon.com and some of Sam's work like the Corbett chicken story in the episode notes. Check it out. The best way to support our journalism is through a subscription to Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.